0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin and you are listening to me. Yay! Today is February 22nd, 2022, a Tuesday. And it is a two o'clock in the afternoon, a lovely, sunny, beautiful Central Florida day. Woohoo. Um and what do I want to talk about today? First of all, Is anybody still trust the government? Is anybody still not believe me about you can never trust a government? Are we looking at Canada? Are we seeing things happening up there that are very, very weird and horrible? And are we wondering why Joe Biden extended the emergency for the COVID when there's never been an emergency to begin with? I'm going to discuss this in just one moment. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super duper um, long time yeah. okay. to do uh, And so I... Anyways, I, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor. Um, which... I forgot what it is, right? You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I, I guess welcome. we'll see what happens, right? So... My topic for today is why are you trusting the government? I mean, does anybody trust the government? How many podcasts have I done about not trusting government? I mean, why would anybody trust the government? I don't get it. The government is not to be trusted. The whole founding of the United States was based on not trusting the government, not giving the government power not giving the government power over individuals. And the reason for that is because if you want to be enslaved by a government, you give it power over you. (laughs) It's pretty much that simple. What's happened now, what's very upsetting and disturbing, is in Canada, they've invoked the quote-unquote Emergency Powers Act. And once an act... Of quote unquote emergency powers, is enacted. Rarely, if ever, and I can't point, I can't point to a single historic time when powers taken by the government under a quote unquote emergency have ever been given back to the people without fight. And if you ask me, and you want to know, how did you get? six million Jews to walk willingly into concentration camps is you declared a state of emergency. You declared emergency powers. You found a, you scared the people into believing that one particular group were an enemy. And then you attacked that enemy, took away their rights, their money. And then you told them that they would be safer if they trusted you and came to the concentration camp. Oh no, it's not a concentration camp. It's a place we'll take care of you there. We'll protect you from these people that are throwing rocks at you and treating you badly. So the formula is very simple. And if you look at that formula, you will see it happening now here in America, in Canada, in Australia, in New Zealand, in other places throughout the globe. It's a worldwide mass psychosis takeover by very sick, demonic individuals that want to control everything. And why would people want to control everything? you might ask. Well, that's a good question. It's not about benevolence. It's not about helping you or me or anyone else. It's about controlling the resources and thus controlling everyone else. It's a hoarding, it's greed. It's power-mongering. It is an antithesis to a belief in God. And it's a a scary situation. If you listen to Justin Trudeau's speech yesterday, I'm not going to play it for you now because I don't want to look up the clip. It's just so disgusting. He announces to his parliament because after he declares the emergency act, he's got to get agreement from the members of parliament. And he downright got up there and gave a speech where he said, if you disagree with me, you basically are saying you don't trust the government. And my answer to that is, of course, I don't trust the government. Look what, look how you're behaving. Why would I trust you? You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin show on Podbean. Why on earth would I trust you? Why? You declared a state of emergency when there is none. Then you've imposed all kinds of dictatorial powers, taking away people's money, taking away their homes, their jobs, their livelihoods, their families have been destroyed for no reason. You force them to wear masks out in public for no reason. Nobody's ever proven that there's a disease that's going to kill anyone. But they have proven that the vaccines are dangerous. And now there's evidence, more evidence, that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, are withholding information In order because they don't want the people to not trust the government what kind of stupidity what kind of stupid inane logic tells you that people are going to trust the government when the government knowingly hides information from the people in order to manipulate the information please i can't my brain is doing somersaults trying to figure that out we don't want you to not trust the government So we're going to lie to you. That makes perfect sense. Only to morons. Anyway, I've been suffering from a state of depression and this kind of thing. You know how hard it is? I mean, if you're listening to me, you probably understand because you're probably somebody like at least somewhere on the same page in some way. I don't know why anybody would listen to me unless they're like either laughing at me or like in some form of agreement in you know somewhere either they feel the same way or they think the same uh, something or I don't know, or it's completely opposite laughing at me but anyways um yeah today was bad today is bad uh i woke up just i just couldn't figure it out today and um you know i did everything right yesterday and I'm, I'm working hard on making really good decisions these days. And I'm okay with changing a decision if it's not right. So I signed up for this improv class. And I was having a good time in it. But it's just not – it's just feeling too – it's feeling more stressful than it is fun or exciting to me. And at this point in my life, stress is not what I want. I want things that are challenging and interesting and fun. But the level of stress cannot be higher than the level of fun. So – um. Everything is a measurement with me. It's all about balance. The level of stress has to be lower than the level of fun in order for it to be worth doing. And stress is still okay, but it can't be where I'm like anxious. You know what I mean? Like full of anxiety. It's too much. So I decided that I didn't want to sit home and be uncomfortable with restless legs and then be like, why didn't I go to the class tonight? I hate myself for not going. Oh, damn it. And feel all bad. Like there's a million ways to feel bad about missing something stupid like that. So I decided to head over to a 12-step meeting, which I thought was a really good idea. And it was a good idea because I actually remembered that I know people here and that I know people that understand me a little bit, maybe not fully, but at least somewhat based on the 12 step thing. And, uh, I went to the meeting and I was like, you know, I'm here because I just failed to make it to my other thing. And I couldn't sit at home and feel sorry for myself. So I came here and, uh, I got, I felt good about it. I felt like I got more out of going to that meeting than I would have out of going to the class. And so for now I can. I'm gonna like put the class on hold. I'm gonna start going to this meeting on Monday nights instead. I think it's just gonna be a little bit better for me, right now. And um, so that's that. And other than that, I mean, I'd rather do a short podcast and say something that's meaningful than do a long podcast and just babble on about nothing. But so today's topic is never trust the government. I mean, there's no reason to. The government isn't really meant <coughs> to be what people think it is. The government is not here to take care of your medical needs, to take care of your safety needs, to take care of your, your family needs. No, it's not here to take care of your financial needs either. The government is here to protect and maintain the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and they are there to make sure that laws are not passed and ordinances and regulations are not passed that basically circumvent the things laid out in the Constitution. It's really that simple. And anything else that they claim that they're there for is a lie. I'm Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to The One and Only Dave Fremlund Show. And once they take the power... They don't give it back. And why do they want the power? They just do because they're sociopaths, okay? Sociopaths have a different type of psychology than regular people. They don't, like you and I, assuming you're not a sociopath, we have a a mechanism within us called the conscience, or I call it the Jiminy Cricket, Um. Where when we do something bad or we hurt somebody or we make somebody – we make a promise we don't keep our promise or, or we do something, we have a sense that we've done something wrong and we feel bad about it. We have a sense of guilt or shame or, or a sense of moral rightness or wrongness, okay? Sociopaths, they don't have that. They don't have that. It's not about whether they believe in God or not. It's not about having a connection. People say, well, it's a spiritual problem. It's not. It is a part of their brain that is messed up. And it doesn't have that. And only people that really know sociopaths or are sociopaths can really fully grasp that. It's, for somebody who has a conscience, who has a sense of right and wrong, it's difficult to comprehend that somebody doesn't have that. But there are plenty of people out there, 25% of all people are sociopath, and they don't have a sense of guilt when they hurt you, and they don't have a sense of hurting you as being wrong. They have a sense of they want to succeed in whatever their goal is. They want to be that. They're very competitive sociopaths. There are like, well, I can think of two exactly, but there's probably more. Very distinctive traits for sociopaths. One. They are extremely competitive and two, they have no shame or guilt. And so you know, if you put that and they don't and they don't need you to understand that they're competing against you for them to compete against you. They just see every single person, every single thing, every single like existence on earth as a competition. Okay, it's not a mentality that I have. Therefore, it is difficult for me to understand it. But it is the mentality of a sociopath. And they will go further to achieve the goal than a regular person who has a sense of guilt. Because the person who is competitive, who doesn't feel guilt, will do the thing that the person who feels guilty won't do, which is cheat. So, you know, a competitive person who feels guilt will still not cheat. A competitive person who doesn't feel guilt will cheat and they'll still feel just as successful when they arrived at the goal when they competed against you and won the cheating doesn't come into their morality as wrong so they still feel like they did it fine and so what we have in our government offices are sociopaths let me tell you something sociopaths will almost always seek positions in government and authority because of the nature of their sociopathy. It's a, it's a, they always want to be in competition. They always want to be in control. Okay, They don't have the same type of emotions as we do, and thus they like to be in power. And they don't have guilt, so they don't feel like what they do is wrong. And in fact, they often feel moral rightness for no reason. And so what you have is you have people that are willing to do anything to rise to power that will not stop at the guilt level that the other person competing against them will. The morally good person will stop when they feel guilty. So what you have that rises to power in government are sociopaths. And so let me, given that, and you can easily see my chain of logic, I've made it very clear. It's no more, can't be any more clear than that. And when you follow that chain of logic to the, to the logical end, why would you trust the people in government that are sociopaths? You understand where I went with that? Why? There is no reason to. In fact, you, the more reason is to not trust them. Today, the Fremlin's show is now available on Podbeat, Spotify. Google Podcast and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to the Dave Fremlin show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. Because nobody knows what their actual motivation is. It's I know it's competitive, I could tell you that. I know it's very self-centered, I could tell you that too. And so And they don't see any problem with their cheating. They don't see cheating as a wrong. So if you don't see cheating as wrong, then when we come at you and say, well, you cheated, and you're going to go, yeah, yeah, and I still won. And that's how the people that are currently in our government think. They literally think that way. And I'm not making it up. That is the literal, if you go onto the internet or onto like a reliable source of information and you look up sociopath, you will find the definition is a person who does not feel guilt and the traits of a sociopath are highly competitive. They're very competitive and they don't care if they hurt you. They don't. They in fact often like to hurt people because it gives them a sense of power. And if you get in their way, if you disagree with the sociopath, just forget it. You will never win. You will never they will go further than you will go. Because you will stop when you feel guilty and they will not. And so if you get in an engagement with a sociopath, you're not gonna win. Period. And so the rule of thumb is when encountering a sociopath is do not engage. But what do you do when they're in the government? <laughs> when they've made it to the top of all the power echelons, what are we going to do? Well, I think a good place to start, I don't have the answer just for the record. That was rhetorical. But I could tell you this. A good place to start is by recognizing that the people that are in office are sociopaths and they do not care about guilt or cheating. or They do not care. And if we start from that premise... Then we have a fighting chance because what we have to do is lower our level. We have to realize that we're fighting against person who has no guilt. And so our level of guilt has to adapt. Do you understand? Like, do you feel guilty that you eat a hamburger? No, I don't. When I f- eat a hamburger, I feel perfectly fine about it. I feel like beef is here to eat. And so when dealing with a sociopath, one has to think of the fact that You know, they're not going to worry about hurting you. And so your level, and so they're going to feel, let me put it to you this way. If they don't feel like hurting you is a problem, then they expect you to. See, that's the thing about a sociopath. They go ahead, they don't care about guilt. They don't, they don't stop at guilt, but they also don't expect you to. They don't have guilt. They don't understand it. They don't understand the limit of guilt. They don't understand conscience. They just it's out of their it does not exist for them. Therefore, they do not expect it of you. Therefore, if you do a thing that you think is hurtful to a sociopath, to them, it's just an expected behavior that would be, you know, a response to whatever behavior they did. They do not have that same limit that we have. So understanding that what's in office or sociopaths, I think it will empower us as the non sociopathic people to, you know, increase our uh, tolerance of guilt when dealing with sociopaths, I guess is the way to put it. I don't have the answer completely, but I can say that the answer lies in knowing the truth about who is in the government and not trusting them. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day. Bye bye. The opinions expressed in The Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.